Welcome back in. It's another week of play-by-play. Happy to have you join us here on LSU Gold. Good to have Kent Lowe back in the building with us. Of course, Harrison Valentine again on the ones and twos. And Kent, uh, we missed you last week. Bill Frank, as I thought, did a yeoman's job standing in. Had Michael Bonnet here as well. And uh, I hope you didn't get a chance to listen yet, uh, but we had we had a little fun. Had a little fun. Told some stories. I uh, listened on the way home last uh, week, driving back, and yes, I heard uh, several of the remarks made uh, by the those two. Yeah, yeah thank you. Two. Yes, right. No, you were fine. You were fine. Uh, but uh, it was good to get away for a little bit, see some old friends, and uh, get to visit a little bit with some. friends people up there and so uh, how was beautiful Shreveport um it's still there uh it's still there uh had the chance to play a little golf at uh Southern Trace they've redone the course now and it's uh back to uh some of its original uh uh, glory so to speak and uh it's a lot of fun to see it and the changes they've made and so it was a good week how'd you shoot uh, I hit the ball regularly right. and often. Uh, Got your money's worth? Oh, th- more more than that. Uh. <laughs> well, I wanted to tell everybody this as we start the show. Harrison, this may be news to you, but we want to celebrate the 35th year for Kent Lowe here at LSU Athletics. So if we can, uh, all of you watching, join us as well. Congratulations, Kent, on 35 years. Well, let's see if I get through it first. I, it was just the first day of it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, this week back in 1988 uh, I first walked in the joint, and little did I know I'd still be here. Uh, 35 30, years. 35 years later. So 35 looking. years ago, the legend was born. Let's talk about some uh, headlines. We're coming off a weekend, as we said, uh, LSU soccer up and running. Um, off to a 1-0-1 start. Uh, but had a great, great match over at the pitch against UCF. And I guess... It was uh, nobody won. It was a draw, but it was uh, it was an exciting match. No, and uh, new rule change this year. There's no overtime in regular season matches, so a tie is a tie at 90 minutes. But really, it was. Uh, I had a chance to watch it on the network uh, Sunday. That was an outstanding match. Both teams played very well. LSU's uh, Molly Baker tied it up early in the second half after UCF had scored. Uh, in the first half, and then Molly Swift and goal for LSU was outstanding. Both goalkeepers for the two teams had to make some pretty spectacular plays in the last 10 minutes to keep that game even at one. And it was it was really that kind of match, Chris, when you get two pretty good soccer teams playing at a high level. It can be a lot of fun to watch, and, and that's what that match Sunday turned out. And I know the, the fans that were there and the fans watching uh, got to see something pretty enjoyable and a pretty good start for Sean Hudson and the Tigers now as they head west for a weekend. Yeah, Coach Hudson and uh, that 1-0-1 record headed to the Boo, Malibu, take on Pepperdine coming up, and then they'll uh, head a little south, go to San Diego, 
and before they come back here, back at home against Grambling. That'll be September 2nd uh, at 6 p.m. And uh, good chance if you didn't get to see them the first weekend they were home, great chance to bring the family out uh, and watch some soccer. Notice another headline, LSU Gymnastics. Jay Clark going to host his, uh, really his first as head coach, an annual team banquet, obviously uh, taken uh, casually by, by COVID. They had to scrap those annual events, but it's back this year. It's going to be at LeBurge. Tickets are $40. Uh, kind of a recap of 2022 and kind of the, the kickoff of excitement, if you will, yeah. for the 2023 team. These have always been big, flashy events. And uh, as you say, COVID's kind of knocked them out here uh, in the last couple of years. But I know Jay and the gymnastics staff looking forward to getting back to doing this again as part of their start for the season. I saw a picture uh, on the social media the four freshmen who have already arrived and are set to join the team this year so i know he's looking forward to to getting uh, them and the rest of the team back in the gym soon to start working toward the 23 season well again mark your calendars now september 25th i believe everything's going to get underway around 11 30 uh, kind of start mid-morning and again tickets are available now forty dollars and it will be at LaBear's. Uh, real quick, no surprise here, Kayshawn Booty named uh, AP Preseason All-America selection. As I said, that didn't seem to come as a surprise, but it's a great honor uh, for the returning wide receiver who's going to, considering, going to be a big factor in this year's team. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. We may not know who the quarterback is, but I think we do know <laughs> who one of the star wide receivers that's going to be catching passes from somebody is uh, and it's great to see uh, Kayshawn back ready to go and to be honored like this in the preseason really says a lot about what the media thinks of his talent going into this year coming up we're going to have a special guest this week on play-by-play -play. it's going to be John Pfeiffer director of building and grounds here for LSU athletics before we get to that uh, on Monday coach Jay Johnson had a uh, press briefing over at Alec Box Stadium really uh, kind of updating uh, the roster for fall baseball for LSU, but also the first time really to introduce his new assistant coaches, pitching coach Wes Johnson, and the recruiting coordinator, who I think also is going to work with the catchers um, individually, uh, Josh Jordan. And one of the interesting things, Kent, that we learned from Coach Johnson, Jay Johnson that is, Wes Johnson uh, considered to be one of the best pitching coaches in the country, coming from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, in Major League Baseball, but also a background at Mississippi State and also big hand at Arkansas, is uh, Coach Jay Johnson said when he was assembling his first staff here, they had conversations. And according to Jay, just the timing was mm -hmm. not right. Mm -hmm. uh, but as things turned out after his first season, the opportunity was right. And Wes Johnson joins the staff, and, and both impressive. I mean, the resumes are impressive, but uh, to get a chance, I think, for all of us to, to hear them speak and kind of their their philosophy towards their uh, careers. Um, they gave a lot of praise for LSU, a lot of praise. Uh, legendary coach Skip Bertman was there in the attendance as well. They talked about some of the same things that they had learned hearing about, uh, you know, Skip Bertman. So looks like the, the staff is in great shape. Well, there's always among the fans, I think, that trepidation when a coach leaves and what – can the head coach do to make that replacement? And I think Coach Jay Johnson has done a tremendous job bringing these guys in to firm up the staff for the 23 season. 
Looking forward to it. And uh, they were also talking about fall ball. They're going to yep. be setting that schedule here pretty soon as well. We're going to continue with more here on this week's play-by-play. We come back, as mentioned, John Pfeiffer, LSU Athletics Director of Building and Grounds, going to join us right here on the set. Stay with us right after this. Welcome back, everybody, on this week's Play-By-Play. Time now for our special guest. And, of course, athletics is underway. We talked about soccer. We got volleyball coming up, football around the corner. And, uh, well, you can't – you need coaches. You need players. And then, of course, can't you have to have a place to play. And that may be the court. That may be the field. So, our special guest this week, John Pfeiffer, LSU Athletic. He's director of Building and Grounds. John, great to uh, have you come by. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to be here. As I mentioned, it, it takes coaches. It takes players. It takes a lot, you know, to, to put on uh, a Power 5 LSU athletic event. Uh, but it really does start with with the facilities, and it's uh, you know it's interesting over the years how fans have become very into facilities. I mean, they've they've grown to understand the importance that it is for for their particular school, and uh, I imagine you and your team you know take that job awfully serious because everybody's looking at the fields, at the court, at the building, everything. It's pretty uh, big responsibility. Yeah, we call it the uh, stadium arms race. You know, it's uh, keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody's always got a new facility, and everybody's trying to outdo, you know, the next best one. So it was like Alex Box was one of the first ones on the scene. And then, you know, as uh, Mississippi State just built their new facility, what, two, three years ago? And, you know, now it's about time to see a little improvements uh, here at our own facilities. You know, I mentioned your director of building and grounds. I think – Immediately, we all understand what the grounds are. Obviously, it's um, you know the the playing surface. When it comes to buildings, kind of what is what is you and your team? What are, what are you responsible for when we go around campus to the athletic facilities? What are you guys touching? So we have all your general maintenance. So that's everything from the field maintenance, so the grounds crew, to the uh, facility maintenance. So everything from changing out your light bulbs to help build this uh, beautiful podcast uh, space y'all have here is um, one of the things that uh, my crew has worked on. Um, And then we also have the mechanic staff. So all your carts to get the teams around uh, campus, you know, whether it's recruits or just running over to the dining hall, stuff like that. Well, again, I'm good to know that, John. I thought Harrison was responsible for all of this here in the podcast studio. So, good job. We appreciate it, don't we, Kent? Are you kidding? You thought Harrison did this? Uh, <laughs> uh, let me ask this because it's just kind of relevant right now because as we're doing this, it's pouring rain outside. And we have had a lot of rain here in Baton Rouge. And as we get ready for this football season and your crew's trying to get the field in tip-top shape for the September 10th game. Hurt? Help? Does it matter? I mean, is there a point where it's just too much? There, There is such thing as too much water. Um, you know, we've done a great job here at Tiger Stadium. Uh, back after the 2019 season, we got a brand new field. That was everything from the subsurface all the way up to the surface layer, so the grass. Um, so that's made a huge help. I know we all remember, I think it was 2018, that Auburn game where we played in the rain, and I, it was an absolute uh, soup bowl out there. So, uh, you know, we – or this past weekend in the scrimmage, 
scrimmage. We got 1.6 inches of rain, and we were able to play through the whole thing. So it was pretty impressive. I was very happy to see how the field performed on Saturday. Um, you know, yesterday at soccer, right? Like, that's one of the areas where it's uh, it's a constant battle. I mean, you know, your field life expectancy is anywhere from about, you know, 10 you know maybe 20 years kind of thing um so it's just a work in progress you know back when that field was constructed the science was a little different than what we have nowadays so you know kind of like we talked about before keeping up with the joneses it's also keeping up with the science um you know there's a usga spec so um that's like the golf course association they've kind of created the standard of like what the subsurface should be like so that's uh you know the makeup of your sand and drainage system and all that all the way through the root zone to um the grass so it doesn't really specify what type of grass you should have but it does specify the layer below the grass to help with field drainage and stuff like that i'm sure you know i don't know if you guys play golf but you can probably get on a golf course 30 minutes after a heavy downpour it's because of the science that's out there and how they construct these uh these playing surfaces yeah can't knows all too well about yeah. playing well, on the golf course. yeah right Just, and i'll find I mean, every from the golf course. i'll find every mud hole that's out there once it <laughs> once it rains chris let me and and there is a point to what i'm about to to bring up here but of course i worked at a racetrack many years ago before i came here that had a turf course a couple of weeks ago churchill downs ran the arlington million uh, on their turf course which was the first time they tried to run on their turf course since like the week after the kentucky derby because their new turf course was struggling to get its root system down and the horses were taking terrible divots coming down the front stretch, which is fairly unusual in horse racing, even on the turf. And I know trainers are always dependent on management to make sure that turf course is sound. I'm sure LSU coaches, any coaches, are dependent on your staff, you guys, for putting them on a safe and dependable turf field for the games yeah ken you're 100 percent right um player safety is our number one focus so uh it's one of the beautiful things about our job is we get to create those safe sustainable playing surfaces um roots i think a lot of people would agree with me are you know more important than what you see above the surface you know, it, it can look green on the surface, right? But if you don't have a good root system, you probably don't have a great playing surface. So it's important. Um, you know, we do a lot of agronomic practices in the off season. So that's where we get out there with the air fire, which is one of the ways that we can help, you know, drive the roots. Yeah, there's some other, you know, techniques such as, uh, you know, we have irrigation on our fields. Um, and you can kind of manipulate the irrigation to make the roots go search for like a water source because uh, as we all know you know gravity is always in effect and water moves through the profile and so if you can get that water down below the uh roots um zone you can actually force the roots to go in search of that water to kind of uptake it for the plants John Pfeiffer is our guest this week on Play by Play. And, John, we, we kind of touched on Tiger Stadium, which uh, the, the, the Tigers will take to the field on September 10th after opening over in the Dome. 
you know, this spring, a big event at Tiger Stadium was the Garth Brooks concert, resulted in the earthquake and, and everybody having a, a great time. And obviously, you know, planned in advance, having that, the logistics of the stage and the seating on the, on the actual surface of the playing field. You know, what was that process like? And how do you go from having 100,000 watching Garth Brooks to then getting ready for September 10th? So it was pretty cool uh, to see the whole thing go down. This is kind of the first time that I've been in the position that I'm in now during a concert. You know, we used to have Bayou Country Fest. Um, So Garth was the first one that I got to experience. We got through the spring game, field performed well, looked great. And then almost instantly after the game was over, they covered it up with a – you know, forklift drivable surface. Um, it's like an interlocking web of puzzle pieces, essentially, that, you know, you can operate on, put heavy equipment, all that. Uh, so as soon as spring game was over, I think it was literally almost the next day, they covered it up. We uh, It went undercover for about 10 days up leading up to the concert. And then as soon as the concert was over, they uh, uncovered the surface. But that's 10 days with limited to no sunlight, no water at all and forklifts being driven all over it so if you think you know the linemen are heavy imagine what a forklift will do to a field (laughs) so uh after it got taken up though you could actually see some plant life um realistically we could have possibly recovered the field but when you are dealing with the type of athletes that we deal with and player safety being the number one you know importance of a playing surface uh, we chose to coro off that surface layer Um, we went about I want to say it was an inch to an inch and a half down took that top surface off and then uh, laid new sod on top so relatively seamless uh you know, construction project. And I think outside of the 10 day window, it took them an additional 10 days to put the new surface on. You know, Kent, what's interesting about that story is that John, his crew, his staff, you know, you can go to any of the facilities here. And whenever I see Mark or I see John, whenever I see somebody, I always say, man, the, 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 the field looks great. You know, I was over at Tiger Stadium last week, obviously before they had the scrimmage on Saturday, was up checking on our booth and, you know, opened the, the window and checked it out. I said, wow, the field looks great. Like, you know, but when I tell these guys this, to his point about everything can always be better, they always look at me and go, well, you're obviously a layperson. You don't understand that we need to do this and there's a corner over here, which I like because that is your responsibility and you guys are on top of it. But I've never heard any of the guys go, yes, it is absolutely pristine and perfect there's always something to improve well the layperson watching the soccer match yesterday on sec network you know when it began to rain fairly heavily in the the second half that's when you kind of expect the play to go down but it was both teams played so well as we talked about earlier that uh you know you really couldn't tell that there was any rain out there on the field because of the way that surface held up yesterday yeah i mean it's all about the work that the guys put into it in the off season you know kind of like we touched on before the agronomic practices um you know relieving compaction uh pulling out all the dead plant material putting in you know new fresh sand um all that stuff that they do whenever nobody's looking is what really helps improve the uh, playing surfaces i just left alec box stadium you know before we recorded today uh and you know 
again, was just kind of looking at out there because it's just an awe-inspiring place to look at, even when there's nobody there and nobody's playing. But, you know, right now we're getting ready to go into football season, so obviously there's a lot of resources and time at Tiger Stadium. That doesn't mean because fall ball obviously will be played, but even during the summer months. So take us through in our in our remaining moments here of kind of the, the scheduling, how you guys do that. You know, the football and soccer will be taking over fields obviously in the fall. But you also, it's not as if you just say, okay, we'll get to the box come January. How, how do you guys manage that and process that throughout the year? And softball has fall ball <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. The uh, the joke is, is they've all gone to 365 these days. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, between all the uh, summer league games, the showcases, the recruiting events, et cetera, I mean, all of our facilities are used mainly on a daily basis um so if you go into any one of our offices y'all see a uh, six-month calendar up on the board uh that's like the big schedule that's where we have our games you know anything that our director of ops are communicating to us coaching staff stuff such like that um so then from the six week or six month schedule i'm sorry we go to the uh kind of like that monthly breakdown of what we're looking at and so we can kind of plan around like all the events that we know are upcoming and then we get to our weekly schedule and so every week you know the staff meets up uh typically friday afternoon so going into the upcoming week and they kind of schedule out um you know what they're going to try to do in that upcoming week uh unfortunately we always joke that uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face <laughs> so uh it takes a little bit of uh you know rolling with the punches and um you know just being able to work around things like we can't control the weather stuff like that so scheduling is a huge importance um and then every morning they start the morning off with the daily agenda plan and like hey this is what everybody's doing you know you got this we have that this surely has to be done today because of what they have tomorrow and uh, all that so i mean scheduling is probably one of the most important parts of the uh you know sports turf manager's job i imagine the word logistics is very yeah. important. oh yeah they throw that word around here and there <laughs> and it opens with back to back to back home games in tiger stadium yeah so there's a lot of preparation that goes into that you know from the time that the concert was over the uh, new surface was put on and then prepping it for the upcoming you know uh, scrimmages and stuff like that to then okay going into those first three weeks it's like once you get started there's not really much you can do until it's over so you have to be prepared going into those first three games John Pfeiffer, again, our guest. He is the director of building and grounds here for LSU Athletics. And before we let you go, I mean, it was interesting looking at your background because obviously you bleed purple and gold uh, and then kind of went and, and did some other things before coming back uh, a few years ago. But what is it about, I guess, LSU that draws you? And, and more importantly, what brought you back uh, here to Baton Rouge? Uh, you know, I think honestly what exposed me to LSU and it's – just kind of random was the uh you know ncaa uh football video game yeah. right 
I started playing that as a kid. Everybody picks the team. You know, I'm originally from Virginia. Didn't know much about the Bayou. Uh, you know, once I learned that the water boy was actually about Louisiana, <laughs> you know, I realized that it was one big joke. But I didn't know that coming into this. Um, visited campus uh, in high school. Instantly fell in love with it. Called my mom like that day that I saw campus and was like, look, it's a done deal. I'm going to school here. Um, I think as you heard, I was in chemistry engineering originally uh, it's one of the major programs here on campus uh, went through it did my first internship uh, didn't like it I absolutely hated it I hate sitting behind a computer desk you know feeling like you're not really doing anything important uh, and then that's when I met with an academic advisor they looked at my transcript they were like you know you're good at math and science but uh, what do you like love and growing up, all I did was play sports. And it was like, I love sports. And they're like, math, science, and sports. We got the perfect career field for you. And so that's actually how I found out about it. You know, uh, being an athlete, uh, I always joked that uh, I remember when they would airify our fields. And I didn't know what airification was. All we knew is there was dirt clods on the field that we could throw at each other, you know, during warm-ups and <laughs> that stuff. That was science. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was science. And so... That's really what kind of opened my eyes up to this uh, career path. Um, and that's, you know, part of what I try to do uh, on a daily basis now is just, you know, it's not the field fairies to do the work at night. It's actually, you know, a great group of guys to get out there and make the playing surfaces what they are. Real quick, what did mom say in Charlottesville when you said, I'm, I'm coming to Baton Rouge, done deal? She said, good luck. She <laughs> dropped me off and left me, so... <laughs> Get used to having one beautiful. So, no yeah. four seasons anymore like you probably enjoyed. No, no mountains, no four seasons, nothing like that. I mean, I was surprised when I saw snow down here for the first time. Yeah, every once in a while. What, every 10 years? 10 so? years, yeah, at least, yeah. Well, you know, we appreciate everything that you and your crew do. I mean, and fans, certainly, as I say, they are very keenly aware of what it takes to, to have a top-notch facility and of course LSU is is at the top in, in every way and you, you've got a big part of that so thank you for what you do and make sure you tell your team but everybody's paying attention and we appreciate the work oh yeah thank you guys for having me on the show and I'll make sure they get the message all right Thanks. sounds good well again John Pfeiffer has been our guest he is the director of buildings and fields uh, when you go in grounds I'm sorry not fields grounds that covers more than just uh, fields but when uh, when you take in an athletic event here at LSU, you can thank John and his staff for the facility the way it is. All right, for Kent Lowe, for John Pfeiffer, this is Chris Blair. I hope you'll come back. Join us next week for another edition of Play by Play right here on LSU Go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.